Hello. Hey. My lovely co-host. Welcome. Thank you. The second episode of the Arrow Women podcast. And we are so, so excited Woo. to be back. We're excited to be talking about um, Rahab, who's my favorite lady. One of them, definitely. And I know you guys love her as well. Yeah. <laughs> so enthusiastic. Sorry. I'm excited. I have a lot of yeah. good nuggets and I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, w- I want to jump right into it. But before we do, we need to actually introduce ourselves, girls. Um, that we were so excited last week that we did not stop for a second and say, hey, this is who we are. But it's because we already feel so comfortable talking to you. We're already just like, these are our girls. We're fine. We don't need to prep. We don't need to wear makeup. We're just going <laughs> to talk, right? Speak for yourself. That's right. Exactly. And you need to be doing the same thing. Uh, just know when you're listening to this podcast, you better be comfortable because we want you comfortable. But yeah, I'm Shadara. I am <laughs> a journalist turned uh, brand agency owner. It's fun. It's fun to do all kinds of things. And I'm a mom, a new mom. I have a son who is turning two next month. So pray for me because the terrible twos are real. Um, yes. And that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Lindsay. Bless. I'm Lindsay Renee. I am a mom of three boys. So I understand where she's coming from. Uh, I am also an author and I am leading a ministry called Era to Era's Ministry. It has not launched fully yet, but I am excited to introduce it to you guys. So good. Ogechi? Hey, uh, so I am Ogechi Ume. Um, It's funny because people pronounce my name differently and that's okay. It, it means God's time, and Ooh. it's definitely been an identifier and just really what has kept me going. I work in finance and accounting, and I've been doing that for years, but my heart really is um, for women, and my heart is for you know prayer and worship, and that's really what um, puts that pep in my step, if you yeah. want to put it that way. So, yeah, this is me. Oh, I have a dog, too. His name's Hershey. Oh, Hershey. Hershey. He's such a good boy. They're no he babies, but, you know, fur baby. Fur baby. <laughs> and Emmanuel, my son, and Hershey are best friends. So, <laughs> yeah, it's super cute. Wow, I'm so excited to cover Rahab. And I think to start, we have to address the elephant in the room. Ladies. Come on. We have to talk about prostitution. Yep. Um, <laughs> Let me start by saying that our conversation about prostitution and especially my viewpoint about prostitution is not um, an endorsement, Mm -mm. right? But I do believe that her inclusion in the Bible and her story and her life um, is relevant and God makes it clear that there's something to learn from this woman. So um, yeah, so we have to put our preconceived notions of what prostitution is aside for a second and see a woman. Yeah. And yep. see, see somebody that God used and see her heart and understand who she is. I believe that prostitution, um, it takes a special kind of woman to be able to put herself in that kind of vulnerable position. It, it takes a special kind of mind and a special kind of heart to be that open to all kinds of things, both physical and spiritual. 
um, it's it's the kind of woman that has seen life and life has hit her hard in one way or another. It's the kind of woman that has been hurt, heartbroken, heartbroken, who's gone numb, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Desensitized. Desensitized. Does not feel. Yeah. And sees herself as the object the same way that they see her, her clients see her as an object. Mm. Talk about identity. Right. Um, How lost she must have been in her identity um, to not just take on this as a profession, but excel at it. In fact, we learned (laughs) that Rahab's um, house was in the city of Jericho. Um, Her house was kind of one of the entry points as you're coming into this bustling city. Think of Jericho as kind of like this New York City place. Um, And these people are obsessed with their lives and their luxury and their idols. And um, they live a very like reckless, idolatrous lifestyle in the city of Jericho. And her house is situated in a position that allows her to see all of the travel coming in. Her clients come from, you know, these long trips that they've been making maybe from Egypt all the way to Canaan and Jericho sits in the middle of that. Um, So her house is just there. She gets a lot of information coming in um, and men start to open up to her and they tell her, they tell her about this Israelite army that's moving closer. And so she's hearing all these stories um, and something in her is interested enough in who this God is that is like, leading these these fighters towards them yeah um to the point where she sees that like oh there's no way that jericho's gonna beat that yeah that is so cool it is so let's start there rahab the character ladies tell me what do you think is your biggest takeaway from the character rahab i want to hear what Lindsay has to say okay she drops into the scene first of all in Joshua two, so we first see Rahab. Just so you guys know where we're at, um, and it's right after Joshua is about to lead the people of God, the Israelites, into the Promised Land. Her place was probably very well known because when you look later in the chapter, you actually see that the king's men knew her by name yeah. and come and ask her questions. Yep. Like she was almost makes you wonder. You right? Who's her clientele? <laughs> Right. Of course, my question too, and as with anyone's um, thoughts as they're reading through the chapter, Joshua 2 is why, why Rahab and why her place? Um, And I, I have to think as I'm reading it that we're seeing a woman who is probably restless. Yeah. Who is tired, who is looking for a way out but does not know how to get out but then when she sees these israelites she's like oh my goodness you know this is my way out this is um my only way to get out of this profession that i'm in this life that i'm living in she's stuck in this place stuck in a rut and i'm going to read this ladies where it says in joshua 2 And she says, verse 11, and as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord. So she like, she's waiting for, it's almost like we're hearing that they're coming. They're coming closer. 
and she's waiting for them to get to Jericho so that she can exit. Um, her faith, my goodness, is big. It's imperfect, but it's huge. I don't know that she truly understood who's who, you know, the object of her faith or who she was supposed to be believing in, who God was. The one thing that stands out is just the story of redemption. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, sure. Here's this broken woman. Here's this. She's probably not even sure who she is anymore. Lost her identity. Sees herself as an object and other people sees an object. She's worth nothing in people's sight. But here's a God who chooses her. And then, as we read later in the book of Joshua, she becomes the mother of Boaz and Boaz, Jesse and Jesse, David. And you can go all the way down to Jesus. I'm almost in tears right now just thinking about it. Like, my gosh, I've, I've gone through that stage of brokenness, yet God saw me, not because I was perfect, and he pulled me out. And he's made my future brighter than I could ever imagine it. And that's Rahab's story. That just blows my mind, just to think about it. I think all of Rahab is in Joshua 2, um, from 1 to 25, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. 24. Um, and then there's a little and bit six. more. Yeah, so um, you guys should, again, definitely read it for yourselves, because you'll get even more than what we're here to bring. I really just want to focus on a few things from the Rahab story, a little bit more about her character, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the God side of things and, and where he really is in her story. Um, about her character, Rahab, we, we talked about her profession being prostitution, and she was wealthy, mind you. She was the owner of this house. She was living by herself. Um, a lot of commentaries believe that she... Her, she functioned as more of like a hotel yeah, or an inn, an inn rather than, yeah, rather than a house. Um, so she's a successful, smart woman to begin with. She um, has these two spies come to her and from her line of work, she already knows how to hide men. The strategy that's involved in, in this plan that they devised, um, she knew exactly what to do with these spies because she was a quick thinker. Yeah. So yeah, so Rahab was strategic in, in what she was doing. Um, the other part of her, as somebody who is a prostitute, um, your parents and your brothers and sisters are probably not talking to you um, if they know what you're doing, or you're so far away from them that no one has pulled you out of that profession, okay? So she's probably the black sheep of the family. This is what I've gathered and what a couple of other commentaries that I've read have gathered. Um, so for the fact that when she has the opportunity to save herself, she saves her family, yeah. tells you a lot about her. Yeah. Um, consider the fact that they weren't speaking. Consider the fact that they didn't have a close relationship. But she not only has the opportunity to save herself, she has the opportunity to save so many other people, and she does. It's about the faith that she had, um, enough to believe that if I get on that side and I get my family safe, we're going to be good. She believes that, which is why she's able to say yes to this offer that the men give her. Um, So the offer is you put this rope in your window and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Put this rope in your window and when we come, we won't tear down your house. We'll go around you guys and and get everybody else. 
then you have to believe them and actually do what they say. Right. You know, she puts her faith in those guys, these guys that she's just yeah. met. Um, that tells you that she was probably a very hospitable person. Yeah. And that enabled her to relate to these businessmen coming into town and get them to tell her things. Um, so I just love the character Rahab because you see her heart in all of these little actions that she carries out in order to get to the story that we have now. Now, Lindsay, let's talk a little bit about that. Scarlet yeah, Rahab. you know me. I like my Hebrew stuff. Come on now. So in Joshua 3, this is where the two spies basically say we will be guiltless with respect to this oath of yours that you have done to us behold when we come into your land you shall tie the scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down and you shall gather your family into your house and all your father's household and you will be protected the scarlet cord clearly represents and foreshadows the blood of jesus like the blood of jesus literally was going to wash away everything and the blood of jesus literally right here in just these two chapters, because the chapter right above that, she basically tells the spies to go into the hills and hide there for three days. That really stuck out to me Yeah. until her, the pursuers had returned. And so I really feel like yeah. just these two chapters alone show us and foreshadow the Jesus blood, death, and resurrection all within those two verses. Yeah. Of course, you're seeing the scarlet rope and it's a sign. She is marked. Yeah. You know, this one's. This one's good. <laughs> We're going to save her. I, yeah. I love that you said that. I love how the you love how the Holy Spirit um, just works and writes this same Jesus through every single book of the Bible. Yeah. Everything that we read in the Bible yep. points to him. So powerful. And then, like you said, Ogechi, she's one of the five women mentioned in the lineage of yeah. Jesus. So she and even better. She is the mother of Boaz, um, of Boaz, who is the husband that everybody wants. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Everybody talks about your Boaz and <laughs> finding your Boaz. Uh, well, Rahab, the prostitute, was his mother. Um, it takes a kind of women, a kind of woman like Rahab, to raise a man like mm-hmm. Boaz. Okay, so let's not discredit these single mothers. These like mothers that were strippers mothers that may have been prostitutes like you don't know what kind of men they can raise okay every time i read this story trying to prepare for today like i literally kept hearing the holy spirit said Lindsay, she stopped a cycle throughout her family she stopped a cycle through her faith and then she got welcomed into my lineage to welcome the king like that just blew my mind. Like she stopped a family cycle, Woo! guys. So I feel like there's a lot of out there that have been I'm stuck calling. in this cycle over and over and over again yeah. because grandma had it and then mama had it and then we blame it on the past generation. Yeah. But can I just be real, really quick? Holy Spirit says the cycle is broken <laughs> through the blood of Jesus. And I need you to hear that the generational yeah, cycle is broken right. through you. The prostitute cycle was broken and she birthed Boaz. Right there. The lineage of Christ came through her. Only God can turn a prostitute into Come the mother on. of the yeah. king. Only yeah. God. This is where we see the heart of God because he chose Rahab in all of her imperfections, in all of her brokenness. He took Rahab out of that yeah. family and put her in a kingdom family. Like you know, that is elevation. Come on. Want. 
and only God. Can and, do that. you know, just to jump on that and just say, don't discredit yourself. If God hasn't counted you out, don't count yourself out. And don't, your identity is not based on your past. Yeah. You know, even your present can change, right? What you think of yourself, how you see yourself today can change tomorrow. Um, but like you That's said, it. it's faith and it's only God who can definitely turn someone's life around but let's not count ourselves out before he has so good wow any other thoughts about the heart of god in this story well i think we just keep repeating it like it's just it's redemption like how much more can like if he can pull it out of rahab like he can pull it out of every single one of us and i love that that's the heart of the father like a lot of us have lost our identity and things from our past where we can't even forgive ourselves. Yeah. And God yeah. says, I see you. I got you. Like I I'm covering you. Like I've got you Rahab. Even in that glorification of sin, that is prostitution. Even in all the hedonism and the idol worship and all the things that are going on in Jericho, God is mm-hmm. there. And he's standing right next to his rebel daughter mm. and he's dressing the wounds of that war torn mm. heart. You know, he's like, he's like, I'm fighting with you. I'm still yeah. here. That's what blows my mind that he just, I he's love it. still there. Yeah. Just um, you, you saying that just brings the word grace to mind. You know, grace is the unmerited favor of God. Not anything yeah. that we do that, that we can earn right he gives it to us regardless and that's just his character that his that's his nature and that's what i see you know you talk about him standing there like hey i'm for you you know the bible says my grace is sufficient for you right god god's there to help he was going to keep us pushing you know who knows how many times she wanted to quit right i'm just gonna kill myself i'm just gonna be done with this because that's what women today go through go into that state of depression and you want to just be done with it. But God, you know, one more day, I've got a plan. One more day, keep pushing. You know, so it reminds me that God's plan for us is bigger and far better than we can think or imagine. And we just have to keep trusting him through the pain um, as we're dealing with the guilt, as we're dealing with the filth, as we're allowing him to wash it off of us racist there and he will pull us through um and get us to whatever that purpose is he has in store for us because each of us we you know we talked about it last week we're created for a purpose that's right i just feel so uh overwhelmed with gratitude for the god that we serve and how he chooses us he doesn't show he doesn't pick the most qualified person he doesn't pick the cleanest person or you know the the smartest person he chooses who he needs so yeah Rahab is is that girl she is she's tough man she's strong but she is also just soft on the inside um she's completely um ready for God to do work in her because her heart is already there for people you can tell and I think to to some degree um there is a level of care that is required in becoming a prostitute. Um, and there is a, le- a tender heart that you can have in going in that, that line of work. But um, we just see that even that can be used by That's God. Yeah. Wow. That's I so love good. it. Wow. I'm like 
super excited. Um, but yeah, who do you ladies want to talk about next? I don't know. I think Who's it's up? just logical to go to Ruth. I mean, it, uh, it yeah, kind of steps into that. like the I whole hospitality it. thing. Like Boaz was taught it by his mama. Yep. He got it from his mama. I'm just going to say that. Yep. He got it from he his mama. From his mama. <laughs> this is going to take a turn. Uh, that'll take us back to Rahab. So let's stop right there. Um, no, I'm kidding. 